Welcome to Through a Handler's Eyes. I'm Jo Hilda and I'll be interviewing assistance dog handlers Australia-wide. We won't be discussing legalities or training methods, just the journey of the human and their dog. Hello and today I'm talking to assistance dog handler Lauren and her dog Coda. Uh, Lauren is a owner trainer and she lives in Queensland. How are you today, Lauren? I'm good, thank you. So when did you get your first assistance dog? I got Coda when I was about 16, 15 after I just had some bad medical episodes and did some my research and found out that an assistance dog would probably be good for me. What influenced you in making that decision? I don't really remember, but I had to take about half a year off of school. And in that time, my family and I, we were just doing anything to try and make the situation better. So we did a lot of research, found out that some companies provided assistance dogs to people like me, um, but that was too expensive and we couldn't wait. So we talked to some medical professionals and some dog trainers and decided that we were going to own a train. Oh, very good. How did you get Coda? I got her through a breeder, um, a rough collie breeder, just a random one that I'd found because I really liked the breed. They're part of the Fab Four, I'm pretty sure. And yeah. we talked to our trainer about it and they agreed. So we just did a little temperament test on her when we got her, didn't do anything particularly special and she wound up being perfect for it. That's wonderful. Um, and why did you choose that breed? Because she was one of the Fab Four? At the time, I didn't really know much about the Fab Four. I had spoken to a few people with golden retrievers and Labradors. Um, I had oodles at home when I got her and I decided that I didn't want an oodle or a poodle cross. But I also didn't want a golden retriever or a Labrador because I thought they were too, like, lovey-dovey for me. I wanted more of an energetic dog that I could do potentially dog sports with and I found that a rough collie was perfect for that. Yeah. Why did you go against the – decide against the oodles? Um, I just had my oodles at home. I had a cavoodle and a golden retriever and I just had bad experiences with them really. The golden retriever was – sorry, Groodle was reactive towards other dogs and the cavoodle was – slightly crazy. (laughs) So that kind of put me off getting a noodle again. Yeah. Sometimes your own experiences do that, don't don't they? I've had a Groodle and I've got a Labradoodle and I just love them. They've got the loveliest personalities. Yeah. Um, Okay. So tell us a bit about your journey with Coda um, from bringing her home to where you are now, basically. Um, I brought her home and I think December of 2016 or 2017 I can't really remember um and basically we started training basic obedience did some programs and basic obedience with um a trainer who'd had experience with assistance dogs and I think they now have their own assistance dog sort of training program um so we asked them a lot of questions we did training with them eventually we moved on to being fully owner trained um because we felt that we didn't need the support anymore. And basically between then and now, we've just been doing constant training, doing public access. We've flown through Australia without any issues and, yeah. Oh, that's great. So you didn't have any issues. Who did you fly with? 
Um, we've flown four times with Virgin Australia and they've been absolutely amazing. Oh, that's great because I've heard many of the opposite stories yeah. with some of the airlines. Tell us a bit about Coda's personality. She's very aloof, which I didn't expect to be good for an assistance dog, but I also have a golden retriever who's training to be a therapy dog. And I'm very glad that I didn't get a golden retriever because she just loves everyone. And anytime she can get attention, she'll ask for it. I'm sure that's not the same with all golden retrievers, but with mine it is. Um, Whereas Coda, she's only focused on me. She only wants to pay attention to me Um, and anybody else she just doesn't really care about, which is perfect because she's just always focused on me and doesn't care about anybody else. Oh, that's great. You take her to school with you. Uh, What level of schooling are you at? I started taking her towards the end of grade 10. I'm now in grade 12. Um, I haven't taken her much this year because of um, the current situation. Um, But the school was really, really good with her. I started bringing her in the morning as a puppy, just in the the playground to get her used to all the kids. Um, And eventually... When she was ready for school, I did a half day and then I gradually gradually built that up to about three times a week. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And how do you go with the routine with her at school? Has she got, do you take her out during between periods and things like that to, to have her breaks? She won't um, go to the toilet at school. She's allowed to, but she just doesn't. She's able to like hold for quite a long amount of time which we found with traveling as well. But I usually would walk her to or from school. So I give her the opportunity to go then. And then she'll kind of give me a little, "Mm," if she needs to go. So I'll just take her out of the school grounds, let her do her business and then bring her back in. Yeah. Oh, well, that's really good. What's the best thing about having an assistance dog? At school or like in general? In general. Um, Probably being able to function like a normal person. (laughs) (laughs) rather than be hidden in a little shell and always freaking out. She sort of brings me out of my shell and allows me to do things that other people can do. Okay. So have you had any bad experiences with Um, public access and stuff? I'm lucky that I'm able to talk my way out of situations um, because I do know a bit about the law, which at the start of our journey I didn't. So I'd done my basic research, but I didn't know the exact sort of the rights that I had as an owner trainer. Um, But luckily I had a lot of friends who did. And one time I went to the museum with another handler and we got up to like the second level of the museum and we walked out of the lift and we were just stopped by a security guard who said, guide dogs only, guide dogs only, guide dogs only. And I was freaking out because I'd never had that experience before. I had an ID from an organization that I'd been with. Um, and luckily my friend had the law on her. So she showed them the law and he kept on being like, no, guide dogs only, guide dogs only. Um, eventually we convinced him that we were allowed. And he said the reason why he says guide dogs only is because he's had people bring um, dogs in like bags that have barked and everything. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, that makes sense. This is why we get such a bad reputation because people bring their pets places and it makes it so much harder for us as handlers to access places just because people ruin it yeah yeah that's right and it's um guide dogs under the federal legislation guide and assistance dogs are one and the same so 
it's um it gets confusing for people I think sometimes yeah they don't really you can advocate for yourself that makes a world of difference Mm -hmm. to your life doesn't it yeah how did your friends and your family and your schoolmates react to you getting CODA? Um, my family is just excited that I was able to go back to school and everything, and my friends were just pretty excited that there was going to be a dog at school. Um, <laughs> they weren't really sure what she was for. I didn't explain that to them. I did PowerPoint presentations to the year levels just to explain, you can't touch her, you can ask me, I might say no, um, don't distract her, that sort of thing but they were just really excited that there was going to be a dog around school. Yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> what piece of advice would you give someone who is just st- starting this journey that you wish you had had at the beginning? I'd wish I'd known more about my rights and how to advocate for myself and um, I wish I'd known that people don't actually know about assistance dog apart from guide dogs um, because that's a bit that's been a bit frustrating and that's been the cause of a lot of issues is the lack of education in the community. So I think people need to like know what they're getting themselves into, that they're going to have to stand up for themselves and that's not okay. We shouldn't have to do that, but unfortunately we do. Mm. I've read stories recently where guide dog handlers have even been ejected from places. So it's, I think it's right across the board. Mm. What has been your biggest challenge in all of this? Um, in about early 2018, Coda had a a terrible fear period. And I know a lot of handlers experienced that, but it was so disheartening. I wasn't sure whether I was going to have to retire her or like what I was going to do. I couldn't get a new dog and train from scratch. I didn't know what to do. And eventually I'm lucky that I contacted trainers and we got out of that fear period. But that was probably the most challenging thing was not being able to take her places all of a sudden because she developed fear and it wasn't fair to take her out. No, that's that's difficult, but you reached out and got the help you needed, yeah. which is really good. You didn't try and just push her through it. No, that wouldn't have been um, fair. <laughs> have you had a really good experience with CODA, with the public? Yeah. Um, Anything that stood out? I think the one time where the reality sort of hit me because um, – As a handler, I find myself comparing myself to other handlers and how their dogs behave and like, oh, they're so much better than we are. Are we up to the standard? Um, But I was shopping and Coda was wearing a harness, so not a vest. Um, Mm. And I had a security guard come up to me and say, oh, is that an assistance dog? And I said, yes, she is. Um, Do you want a law card or anything? And he said, oh, no, I was just checking because um, her harness was kind of covered by the fur. I wasn't sure. Um, but I can tell she's an assistance dog. She's really well behaved. I just wanted to double check. And I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> That's really good, isn't yeah. it? Do you write these things down in a diary? No, I just kind of All the good them in stuff. my head. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to write them down because then you think on those bad days, you think I'm never going to get through this. And you go back and went, well, <laughs> you know, we're a lot further along, aren't we, yeah. than we were two months ago even. Mm. Um so uh, Coda has her own Instagram page? She does, yes. All right. Well, we'll put the link for that in the show notes if people want to go and have a look and see how beautiful she <laughs> is. Thank you very much for talking to me. We went through that fairly quickly this morning. Thank you for having um, me. You're very welcome. Hopefully I might have you back again a bit further on in your journey. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. Thanks very much, Lauren. Thank you for Bye. having me. Bye. Thanks for listening. 
If you've got any questions or you would like to be a guest, email me at eyes at gmail.com. Bye.